Hello everybody, it's Mitch Michaels here and it's time for another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. Thank you for joining me. Hope everybody's day is going well. We're into December now. Got a couple special guests to break down sports. Starting with Ian Dunn, the Panda back in studio. It's our one month hiatus. Not even really an off season. Just a little break from tennis. We talk some football, some news and notes in the NFL. His Bucks, Jameis Winston. What the future holds for him. Who the MVP is. Is it Russ? Is it Lamar? Somebody else? We talk about the NFL storylines and some baseball free agency. He also roots for the Atlanta Braves. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> but we got Cole Hamels going to the Braves. Wheeler going to the Phillies. A lot of news and notes there. We're going to break all that down with Panda. And then Sun Sullivan. One more week. College football. Conference championship weekend. We got bowls coming up, but this is the last somewhat healthy slate of some Saturday and Friday night bets. What the playoff picture looks like. Clay Helton's going back to USC. Jesus, I can't even believe I just said that, but there is so much meat on the bone for Conference Championship Saturday with Sully. And first up, it's Ian Dunn on the Money Mitch Effect. Let's start the show. All right, Money Mitch Effect back again. The one and only, pretty much one and only, Ian Dunn, the panda. I'm here, baby. He's here. Glad to have you. We got a lot to uh, to discuss. Tennis season's over. We got some Man. little off season. You'll be in Florida next week. We got <sighs> a lot yeah. in the sports world, but tennis is kind of at a chill pace. It it is kind of nice when you hit the off season, but then you realize like. The train's coming back, man. We're, we got less than a month until live tennis again. Just keeps moving. So question for you as we get ready. Do you completely shut it off? Or do are you already thinking about Australia, thinking about the start of the year? I kind of ask that same question to, like, pros as well. Like, do you really take advantage of just unplugging? And, yeah. You know? Well, it seems like every single player is in the Maldives right now. Yeah. So even players that don't have much of a ranking at all. Yeah, it's almost it's weird. It's like you want to get away from tennis and all these tennis things, but you're going to a place with forty other tennis players in a small little island in the Indian Ocean. <laughs> but it's cool. I mean, I, I think for me at least, I unplug a little bit. Like I kinda look back at the year, kinda look at some stats, look at, you know, my favorite matches, try just trying to remember the year for what it was. Cause it has, you know, so many storylines from January first all the way to the middle of November. So you kinda have to unpack it a little bit. You know, for me, I'm a big sports fan, so there's so much other stuff going on mm -hmm. still. I mean, you got football, you got baseball off season, you got NBA. Um, I'm really into this new marble marble league on YouTube. I've been watching a People lot of playing like, marbles. It's just it's one <laughs> dude and he, this guy narrates the whole thing and it's marbles racing against marbles. Wow! And honestly, some of the best produced content on YouTube. It's crazy. I don't I don't even know how that works. So they're just literally rolling marbles. So they ha it's <laughs> who thought it would go this way this I early? Know, um, we're talking marbles. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your pog take. Oh man. <laughs> I show get you my pod. Get a couple, pod get a couple slammers out. We're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. So this thing is called the Marble Olympics. There's this one. Uh, this one that I watch is Yelly's Marble Runs. J E L L E S. Mm -hmm. And it's this dude in the Netherlands. And basically, there's 16 teams for the Marble Olympics, and they do like Olympic. So they're country based. Uh, not country based. Oh. They're just teams, oh, but okay. it's sort of like the Olympics, where like you know four four marbles on each team, and they do like. Uh, 
distance race. They do like the last person out of a funnel wins. They do like uh, a collision one where they they run into each other, and you start to find yourself rooting for like random marbles for no reason. <laughs> but the like sound design on it, and the editing, and the commentary is honestly some of the best like wow. sports stuff. So I'm just into it from a TV sports perspective. And the views and it's just insane. Millions of views. Wow. It's it's crazy. Like I didn't know it existed before Watch this out week. Sports. Yeah, it's but it's what I've you. been watching. Marble Olympics, baby. Well, I, I do agree with you. Maybe not the marble part, but I do agree <laughs> with you that it's a good you know, there's so much tennis going on and it keeps moving that this is a good time to get caught up. Watch your favorite matches, the storylines that might have gone under the yep. radar. If you have a favorite player, especially a favorite young player, it's a chance to get really caught up on how they did and what they're going for forward, so it's good. Uh, the, the only other tennis thing I want to bring up is um, our boy Roger Federer is on a coin now. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> He's it, on like, the broke the website. Broke the website. First living Swiss man to be on money ever. First living Swiss person. First and, living Swiss god, period. Well, and this is my question to you, uh, and, and I po- pose this. No ill will, no uh, nothing negative about this. Just a hypothetical. Yeah. You think he could get away with any crime in Switzerland? Like, if he if he committed murder, could he beat the case? I think there's a very good chance. Who's to say he hasn't already? Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think you'd be. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a jury of 12 people. I don't even know how they do it there. So I'm just yeah. the American justice system. But because they'd all be like, "Oh, Roger wouldn't do that." Oh, we have couldn't. all this evidence. No, or, no, no, or even if they did have evidence, they'd be like, well, "It's Roger." You know, I probably had it coming. Come on. I just don't think, I think, I mean, maybe in a realistic terms, outside of murder, I think he could get away with anything there. Well, I don't think he could make anybody mad. He could, like, walk into somebody's house and steal their TV, and they'll go on Facebook the next day and say, Roger took my TV. This is where like, it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at Here's where he stood when he stole all of, this, all of my belongings and family heirlooms. They'd love it. I would, too. Yeah. Come on, what a story, though. It's like one of the Bill Murray stories where yeah, he does no crazy stuff you. and nobody believes you. Yeah, I, I I heard a similar story about a guy who played cards uh, in college against Michael Jordan and beat him. Jordan wrote him like a $10 check or something in the 80s, and he just framed it. Yeah, uh, that thing's got to be worth millions <laughs> now. But you got to do. You never cashed it. Oh, man. I would have cashed it immediately. Yeah, yeah. Need this 10 bucks. <laughs> Daddy's got to eat today. <laughs> Who's your boy? Yeah, sorry, LaVoy Allen. I'm eating today. <laughs> oh, LaVoy. But, yeah, it's a fun hypothetical out there. I don't know that anybody would ever convict Roger Federer in Switzerland of anything. No, outside of murder, I mean, the guy is a living saint over there. There's I mean, nobody. And, and the other thing, too, is there's nobody else in their sports lineage. Like, he's amazing, an all-time great athlete, regardless of country. But other than maybe, like, alpine skiers, I mean, Hingis was up there. Yeah. But there's nobody else in that country. Like, there really can't even can't even compare anyone to him. Like, even Spain with Nadal, they have other, they have soccer players, yeah. you know, golfers and whatnot, but there's nobody else. No, it's Roger, and it's always going to be Roger forever, you know, for the rest of time. No one's going to come up and outdo what he did from Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. In any sport, I mean, it's impossible. It's too small of a country to even have Roger Federer as the number one guy. So, like, that alone is crazy enough. And I, I do want to bring up a point. Like, is he the cleanest, like, legend of all time? Like, I feel like the guy has no skeletons in his closet. Certainly Nothing's ever come way. up. He's a f- happy family, like, long marriage to his sweetheart from when he was twenty years old. It seems that way, and the older athletes, I mean, even the ones that we think were clean, we don't know because they weren't under the microscope that you're under nowadays. Yeah, you're right. Um, but you know, which almost makes it even more impressive in 
this day and age where you're no longer a I mean, private Nadal's citizen. similar. I mean, he's not at that federal level, but it's up there. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Nadal, he's had, he's had enough of, like, the steroid conversation come um, up. That yeah. that sort of dings it a little mm-hmm. bit. And, like, Joker sort of dinged as a guy that nobody really likes, and he's kind of a crybaby sometimes. And he sometime. had the personal issues. And he, Serbian time Bollywoods, outs. yeah. Yep. Out so, Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah. That'll happen, man. That'll happen in Beverly Hills. Just don't wear a Canadian all day. But denim. that's what's crazy is, like, yeah. fed nothing. Like, for a while, they were like, Roger Federer, Tiger Woods, who's going to end up with more? Who's the better legend? Who's the better champion? Who's the better family man? Yeah, well, I think we know. <laughs> Ten years ago. Yeah, that's another milestone. Ten years since that Ten, happened. It feels like 50 years ago and also last year. Yeah. Somehow it feels both ways, that Tiger stuff. Well, I do want to change the topic here on the Money Mitch Effect. There's some sports that are going on in season right now, the main one being football. And... uh we got to get your Bucks take off the off of uh, out get, the get it out first because yeah. you're the only Bucks fan I think I know. I think I might know one other person that's a Bucks fan. Every other Bucks fan that I know, I don't like. So. I know one other Bucks <laughs> fan. He's a LA guy. Oh. I think he's kind of like Rams too. It's like, a, but he he was Bucks because they didn't have a team. So I think he's still main Bucks. But now that the Rams are back, he's kind of casually roots for them. But I do know he wore he wore Bucks gear. You're not a Bucks game. fan, and well, at least he went to the game. I didn't go to the game because yeah. I thought they were going to get stomped, <laughs> and they ended yeah. up winning. So my take is you're com- tied to Jameis. Now I want to point this out there. There are some pro Jameis people out there. You are at like as high an approval rating on Jameis as anyone I know. So I'll set it up because I understand the backlash I'm going to get for saying all this. The Buccaneers' only choice now is to re-sign Jameis. They have to give him either a franchise tag or a three- or four-year deal. Because if you look at the numbers, the Bucks this year, even though they're five and seven, have a top three offense. Mm-hmm. And your offense goes with your quarterback. Mm-hmm. And yes, Jameis has a lot of turnovers. Fact. But he also makes some brilliant throws. Yeah. And, I mean, I've watched enough games this year to to see sort of the fluky interceptions that happen and the fluky fumbles on sacks and stuff like that. I'd say I think he's got, what, like 19 interceptions this year, which is a lot. Believe me, it's a lot. But I've seen at least 10, 11 of those throws on on a late wide receiver option route. He turns the wrong way. Or he's running a curl instead of a fade. Or he's running streaks instead of a button curl. You know, so it's it's a lot of these, it's it's communication. And maybe that still falls on Jameis not mm. communicating the play properly. But, man, there's been so many random tips in the air. And the offensive line has just been atrocious for about 10 of the games. Yeah. No, really, really bad for 10 of the games. And then the other few games, they played amazing. And, what, the Bucks beat the Rams. They put 55 on them. Last two weeks, they've played really well. So my issue would be, and, and I don't think that's an unreasonable take, um, there's no scenario in your mind where he prices himself out of the job. Like franchise tag, I would understand because it's one year. You might be chilling a little more money, but there's no three, four years at like $30 million a year you would pay that. I don't know if he would command that type so of. So that's, the, yeah, that's yeah. where we're kind of at a point where I'm I'm for making him a reasonable offer. I'm not totally against that idea. The problem is though, you can't make him a top five paid that's, quarterback. That's where no, we're that's not what it. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So and and I, he might want that, and he might say, "All right, no, unless it's that, unless it's top five, I'm going to look elsewhere." Then I would call his yeah. bluff and be like, "Look elsewhere." I don't feel like he thinks like that though. Okay. Uh, like 
just kind of hearing them talk and you know i, I try to listen to every hearing him like, talk i know it just sounds funny i know just hearing Jameis talk <laughs> he's just a country boy man but but hearing that like he he believe he buys into the system and him and bruce arians go way back man they go back to a summer camp that arians used to have in alabama that Jameis used to go to so they know each other the rapport's there Bry- byron leftwich has been a pretty good offensive coordinator he for his actually first has year done in the pretty league. Good. And and I like the fact that Arians empowers him. The turnovers are just the issue. And I know you said all those aren't his fault, even the fumbles that are on the line. Some of them are, for hit. sure, for sure. Holding and the ball too long. The communication on a bad route isn't always automatically to be assumed on the receiver, too. I think you know you brought that up as well. Yeah. But when you have a hundred, I think it is already in his what, fifth year? Yeah. I mean, yeah, even if you even if you just wipe clean thirty or forty of them, like not his fault at all. That's still a healthy number. And I and, and that's the big issue with going forward. I think Jameis is skill wise, definitely uh, in the top half of QBs in this league. Can you rely on a guy like that to make the playoffs and, and make a run and and this isn't just flash in the pan what they're gonna maybe do this year, get hot and miss the yeah. playoffs by a game or two. That's not bad luck if you just consistently start out the season's yeah, poor. So exactly. I mean, it, it's interesting, man. I I think it's weird that I've talked myself into the position of like wanting Jameis. You were teetering. I was. Sure. I was. This was sort of the make it or break it year for him. But I mean, what what else? What other options do you have at four and seven or five and seven? The best you can do is nine and seven, and you're not going to make the playoffs. So, do you get rid of the quarterback that puts you on a run and hope? for hope another quarterback drops or try to get a free agent. Well, I mean, I think I have to root for James so, to be back. I mean, you, you've been adamant, Cam. You do not want if Don't want available. Cam. Not, I'm not a Cam Newton guy. As a starter. I think I think I heard the phrase, we'll be looking for a new team potentially. If, if, Cam if I'll say it. I'll say it for everyone to hear. If the Buccaneers get Cam Newton as their starting quarterback, I'm, I'm not going to be What a if fan. it's a signing of Cam to compete? I don't know if that would even be possible, but maybe. I just don't think he's got it, man. I don't mm. like the the way the Bucks are set up. They're not set up for like a run first offense like that. They've they have the two best wide receivers in the league this year. A duo, you mean? Yeah, yeah, the best yeah, duo. Okay. I mean, yeah, right. yeah, not not the two best, but yeah, the best yeah. duo. But one thing that. I want to bring up about Jameis is you, we all talk about how many interceptions and turnovers he's had, and it's something like a hundred, a little over a hundred. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, through his first five years, is the second most turnovers all time for a quarterback, like 126 or something. Yeah, we got to be careful with that though, because we do throw that for sure. For sure, you have to, you know, not everybody's Peyton Manning, but I mean, some of these guys. James has been in the league for five years, Mm -hmm. still only 25 years old. I would just look back at the Peyton years because those first two years were brutal, and there was a progression. But I would say that James has had a progression this year. I mean, the guy for the first time in franchise history, had six games over 300 mm-hmm. yards passing. I mean, a guy, th- there's only three or four elite quarterbacks in the NFL, and Jameis isn't one of them. Yeah, I mean, that's But I'd that's still fair. say he's tier two, tier three. He's in there. He's better than... Between 10 and 15, you'd put him in that range, maybe? Yeah, I'd say anywhere 10 to ten to 15 is kind of where he's going to be. It's the it, yeah. It's it's a it's a debate when you get to that. Sure, range. yeah, sure. I mean, every everybody has somebody else slotted differently, but I, it's a it's the sad reality of being a Bucks fan, man. Sometimes you just you got to bite the bullet and like root for some of these dudes. The only thing I could say potentially would be, and this is well down the road, but if Tua comes out and slides because of the injury, and you take a flyer with him, it's a good insurance policy to have. So that'd be interesting. 
if if they re-sign Jameis or give him a franchise tag, I think franchise would be the best case scenario. Kirk for Cousins both people, hit. I His think Cousins proved both. it in the league yeah. by doing that, and Jameis could, yeah, yeah. And who's to say Jameis doesn't go to another team if he can even? Can you mm-hmm. decline a franchise tag? I don't know if you can. I think if you're franchise, you just have to take yeah, it and not play it. for the year. Yeah, because Cousins did it, I think, twice because of some technicality and then was free to I don't, go. I don't think you can give Jameis a multi-year deal unless they make the playoffs at least once. Yeah, you just get to top see him five money. You get the average of the top five salaries for that one year, but you only get one year's worth. Yeah, and there's nobody else on that team they would use that on. No. I mean, Evans is still getting paid. Godwin, Godwin still has a couple years on his rookie contract. Any defensive players? The defense has let you guys down a lot this year, too. So that's it's another better, interesting one. They, It seems like part of the reason the Bucks have lost so many games is the defense. Jameis drove the team down three separate times uh, in two games to win the game, and they missed a kick. Uh, they let the defense score twice. So, or the defense let the other offense score twice. So, so I that mean, Giants game is the one that's costing you everything. Looking back at that one, oh, if you, I mean, the Giants <laughs> one right now, you're six and six, exactly, and, that's and then it. you're you're completely in there. And then they had another one; they could have beaten the Niners the first week. I mean, this, and the more I think about it, this is such a lost season for the Bucks because oh, they right lost so many team. close games. The Browns too, man. That you <laughs> coming in, they're seven. like, oh, eleven and five. They're going to go this year. Ten and six. Who knows? Same but thing, man. You never know in football, man. I was just going to say the two of possibility it would maybe not the Bucks, but it would fit a team like that because if he does decide to come pro with the injury and he slips because of it, yeah, it might be worth it. You have a cheap contract. You're gonna you're gonna develop draft him. him, knowing that you're probably not going to rush him back in there. Yeah, might be something to think about. Talking about lost seasons, I mean the Browns are right there yeah. because if they beat the Broncos with Brandon Allen, or if they beat the Steelers practice squad third string offense, yeah, it just the thing that irritates me the most is it's a culture thing you could see. The Browns just don't have a winning culture. Kitchens has lost total control of no. any accountability. Yeah. He's a disaster. It's been tough to watch for the Browns because they do have a good nucleus. And, I mean, losing your boy in that fight was... It's huge. It's really big for a team that's fighting for the playoffs. I mean, it's tough. And Baker's regressed. I mean, it's it's where it is right now. So that's an, another sort of interesting thing is that the first year in the league, a lot of these guys can kind of push through. Same with tennis. They can push well, pitchers through. Pitchers in baseball, when you, not even yep. new pitchers, but when you get traded from an AL to the NL and they don't yep. know you. They don't and, know you, and then yeah. you're dominant, and then you give coaches you give coaches one offseason, and they know how to game plan against you. Do you ever feel like when there's a team that has, has had so much turmoil that you it's even more frustrating because you can't, finger point like what exactly is the big problem is baker getting worse is the play calling yeah. sucking is, is the line be- bad well, the line like- is bad but is it the main <laughs> reason why you know it's amazing to me that in in the nfl where there's so much money to throw around that there's what three or four teams with a legitimately good line and it goes bad quick like the rams had a sick line what a year and a half ago yeah. and now it's terrible one guy year to year is different you lose a guy to you injury trade, it, yeah it's just yeah. It's well, amazing how tough it is to build an offensive line. And I would also just add that it pains me because of, of all the teams in sports, I hate the Steelers the most, but they have a good culture there, the system's in place, and Tomlin's a damn good leader. He's yep. coach of the year because he won't let his teammate pout, yep. injury. Tomlin, or, I think, yeah. is one of the more underrated coaches in the last few years. I've Okay, and, and this isn't just me being biased, but I've always had a little bit of doubts with him, the main reason being... They lose a lot of games they should when they have talent. I think he's yeah. a great coach when they're outmatched. He can find a way. Belichick, obviously, is a standard for this, but find a way to slow the game down, do what it takes to win, adapt to what Definitely. will give you your best chance. When they have expectations, 
they would lose that game to the Bucks or the Dolphins or somebody. The Browns one year yeah, kept, right. knocked him out of the playoffs. So I think he has a hard time keeping players focused at times. But I mean, they they navigated perfectly through the Bell and the and the AB thing. Well, it shows you how how important it is to have a good defense because their D is legit, man. That the defense has kept them in all these games that they're winning. And I think they're what seven and five now. Seven and Roethlisberger's five. hurt. Rudolph's Wild hurt. Spot right now. It's Ducks team, baby. <laughs> what? That's crazy, though. In the NFL, that a third string quarterback can come in and win games. It's it speaks highly of that system because they're saying, look, we just need to get to. It's almost like you look at the number. We can get between seventeen and twenty four points. Yeah, that should be enough with our defense. The way they call the game too is great. A lot of times you just don't really have a game plan. We're going to run the ball. We're going to slow it up. Yeah, we want you throwing it away on third down. No picks. No turnovers. Um, and then, you know, we look who the wild card teams are. We talk about the hype out of all these teams in the offseason and that last and the wild card teams are the Bills. Yep. Steelers tied with the Titans. Ryan Tannehill's Titans are out have of a nowhere. good chance of making the playoffs. Somehow the benching of Mariota is the best decision of the year for any team. Vrabel's like, another guy where if you give him expectations, they choke. Yeah. Every big can, game they lose. The Bucks should have won that game, too, by the way. <laughs> and the Bucks should have beat the Seahawks when they were up 21 to three. Yeah. So that's the thing. They could be seven and five. That game's that's a little tougher because the Seahawks. It could be eight and four. The Seahawks choked it uh, <laughs> at the end of regulation, if I remember correctly, <sighs> too. Um, maybe Jameis needs glasses. <laughs> hey, <laughs> maybe could that's be. what it is. Could be. Uh, I'm all in on Jameis. Give him the money. I know. Do you were you surprised with the Ron Rivera? Um, were you surprised with the Ron Rivera firing? Uh, I wouldn't say I was surprised. More more of that, it's surprised it didn't happen sooner. Like why? Why did it take him so long to lose that job? I feel like they've been bad for a few years. I don't think Cam's the guy. But if okay, well, I'm not surprised. I thought Rivera should have been fired like three years ago when they went three and thirteen. Two time coach of the year, maybe. Yeah, but I mean that system hasn't worked. It's since they made the Super Bowl. So I would say that. I'm, I understand him getting firing. It makes sense because it's a new ownership. They want to start from scratch. Totally. And it and those things run their courses. Like other than Belichick or somehow Jason Garrett, you don't usually coach for a decade on the same team. Tomlin too. Rare exceptions. I think he's going to get another coaching job maybe as soon as next year. And and for I sure. don't necessarily know that the system failed. It's just that Cam got hurt. Didn't wasn't as productive. Well, for me, and is it the personnel department too? Because they didn't really surround him until McCaffrey got there with much of any an offensive. And weapon. Ron's a distinctly defensive coach. You know, mm-hmm. he, he that's what he coaches. So most of the decade, they've been really good. Like it's been the offense that's left. But how down. crazy is it that in five weeks, basically, the Panthers went from wow, we you know this this new QB could could be the one. Like, he could be the guy. We you know, can't, Is there a QB controversy? Hold on. We have a chance. We can make the playoffs. And then four or five <laughs> weeks later, your coach is gone. The NFL is brutal. And I know they've been in a free fall, but how many of those games did they lose with the ball on the goal line? Like, at least two of them. The they, lost, they lost to the Bucks, uh in week two or three. Yeah. That they game? Had four, four downs from the goal line this with week, McCaffrey and This lost. week against the Redskins and then the Packer game where yeah. they were, I mean, that's, that's, how, that's how cruel with this game is. the best running back in the league, basically. Kyle Allen thing was flash in the pan. I almost feel like he wanted out when he was riding high. Like, I mean, uh, just trade me or now. something, yeah. Um, no, I mean, coaches get fired. It happens. It's a results-based business. That's why I don't think any college coach going to the pros should do it unless they're absolutely sure. sure. Oh, uh, funny thing, Mitch. I just got an alert on my uh, phone. 
Bucks non-committal on Jameis Winston. Bruce Arians says he won't make a decision on QB's future until after the season. So there we go. Bruce Arians, does he have personnel authorization? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, him and Jason Light go back to uh, Arizona. I don't know why you'd say that now, but... <laughs> Although somebody must have asked him. There's a couple of reporters for ESPN that always ask questions like yeah. this. One of them's Jenna Lane. <laughs> All her questions are like said in a way to like piss people off, and it works. Non-committal, though. Non-committal. So does that mean Jameis now feels like he has to play for his job the rest of the year? I mean, this could go one of two ways. That or he just is like, screw these guys. They don't want me. I'm checking out. And that's what I would fear if I wanted Jameis. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't. I feel like at this point, there's going to be teams that pick up Jameis if he's a free agent. Guaranteed there's going to be teams yeah. that will pick him up. I just, the market value thing is very interesting given how quarterbacks have been overpaid. On how many teams is he a starter? Like it, where he would he could go next year, the market for him would probably be between six and eight. I think. Yeah. Because because you got to think uh, this isn't the question of how many QBs is he better than you have commitments right. and stuff. Yeah. I'd say about six. I'll say conservatively because some teams think we can just draft and figure it out. Yeah. Or we can bring him in for three years and draft another QB. Mm-hmm. And you See know, make, happens. and maybe the competition is what Jameis needs. I mean, Fitzpatrick That's came in I, and he showed up in the, in the preseason. So. Yeah. So who's your MVP right now? Is it Russ or Lamar? Lamar. Oh, Lamar Jackson, dude. I think it's Lamar slightly for me, but Russ did. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Russ is way more valuable to his team. That's that of he's the first quarterback to ever go like eight straight or yeah, start his career with eight straight eight win games. Yeah, I mean Lamar. Eight, yeah, that's not Lamar calling. I don't think. Lamar. No, Lamar was not calling. No, me. he wasn't. No, I'm Lamar. Sorry, Jack- I, I do think you're MVP still, but she might lose it. Yeah. Um, Lamar and and Russ are the two front runners here, which is crazy given the Mahomes factor preseason. Um, well, but, Mahomes is kind of. I don't want to say he's regressed, but he hasn't. This might be the good same. for him for the playoffs, though, to kind of be under the radar and the Chiefs sure. are kind of battling. They're just. I. I I have a tough time believing they're going to make the run, even with the Patriots struggling because that defense. I just don't know if you can rely on the Chiefs' D. Versus the Ravens or Texans or even the Patriots. Lamar means so much to that team. I don't have any problem with people that were wrong in their Lamar Jackson coming out takes. Like, no one does this. No. You know what I mean? This is, we always say, like, oh, it's Vic 2.0, but no, it's Lamar 1.0. Like, it's, I think it's fair to be like, I don't think this could work coming out because no one's ever played like this. No, you've had one guy <laughs> who did it for three years in Atlanta, and that's Mike Vic. And since then, we've sort of been looking for the next highlight real guy like that. And like, oh, it could be RG3. Well, it wasn't. We, you know, it could be all these other people, but it wasn't. So, I mean, it, it could be he, – he could be one of the better quarterbacks of this generation. Yeah, you might be right. Um, but you mentioned that thing about Russ being more valuable, which MVP. I, I, but you that's not But that's not how they – even though it's called the MVP, that's not how they what do it. What if it's Lamar Offensive Player of the Year and Russ MVP? I feel like we could be going that direction. If the Ooh, I Seahawks wouldn't like that. Went out, and that would be fourteen and two. Would you? Would you agree? Like we could go position by position with them and the Niners, and you'd probably give the Niners what ninety percent of the advantages in personnel. Yeah, not that one. You're right. It's interesting. I think for right now, my pick's Lamar because no one's ever rushed like that before. I kind of want to see how they finish. I, I, this is good. I love that the record should mean something here. Yeah. 
the Ravens get the one seed, then yeah, you'd have a hard time convincing me that it isn't at that point. They don't even need to win the Super Bowl or win a couple games for him to get the MVP. Either. No, it's a regular season award. But if they if they're fourteen and two and he, yeah, but Russ is up. There. It's a fun race, you know. Yeah, it's a good year for for QBs. I mean, Russ, they had him mic'd up for the Monday night game, and I've never seen somebody so positive all the time. Like. <laughs> He was like Kevin Anderson out there, dude. Just like, come on, yeah, you got it, guys. Come on, come on, yeah, come on. He was the like, Russ bro, Kevin, just relax. Yeah, like, the Russ-Kevin Anderson comparisons. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Top of the dome, dude. Not bad, not <laughs> bad. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm still I'm still looking. I mean, it, it's nice to see the Texans putting in work, but I still think – I don't – people write off the Patriots, dude. Like, we got to just – we got to wait till the playoffs. Belichick will figure out a way to mask some weaknesses. Uh, sometimes I think they lose these games on purpose because they knew they were riding high. And, boy, it only takes one game to change perception in the NFL. Crazy, now, right? people went from going, Texans Patriots are winning it all. By the, Texans got destroyed by the Ravens. Yep. Now they beat the Patriots. It's like this team's on the move. And now they lose one game. I mean, that they almost came back and won, by the way. Um, and now the, the season's over. They might, oh, the Bills might win the AFC East. It's not going to happen. Is this okay. the year the Saints overcome all the obstacles and the referees to win the Super Bowl? Ooh, I hate the Saints. Um, they could do it. Their team's good. And you know what? The weird thing about the Saints, they haven't looked great week by week. Like, they haven't been super dominant, like their defense or Drew Brees just hasn't Thomas, really. That's the only it's one. It's just Michael Thomas <laughs> showing up. Kamara hasn't had a huge game. No. Like, it's sort of they're weird that they're winning too, so many And I mean games. that as a compliment. Like, Peyton's got it set up to where it doesn't oh, yeah. matter about stats, what the score is. We could give up three onside kicks. It doesn't matter. And they seem to have the Bucks number, too. I mean, they, I think they've beaten us four straight games. Like, ridiculous. Well, you guys got them uh, last year. First, week yeah, one. yeah. So they won three straight. Well, I hate it. I know you hate it, uh, but I think the Saints are, are pretty. And the, and the best part about it is if they lose, it's going to be something crazy, and they're going to be pissed off about it. So. Well, this this could be like one of those few NFL years where all the teams in the playoffs are really good. The I NFC mean, except for, sure. for the yeah. NFC, you know, East. East, oh, my God. Putrid. Well, you, I, I bet you a 7-9 and nine team gets in. If you lose to the Dolphins, you probably shouldn't be eligible for the playoffs. Yeah, that should be like a prerequisite, like you can't. Take the home yeah. game away. How about that? That's a fair thing. <laughs> if you lose to the Dolphins, you have actually, to play in London next year. <laughs> for half your games. Yeah. I actually think if you're not at least winning record, they should be able to threaten taking the home game away. Yeah. Just get to 9-7. and seven. If you can't even do that, why are we going to make the Seahawks or Niners at 13-3 and three maybe have to turn travel across? Well, you could be the Jets and lose to two 0-7 teams or worse in the same season for the first time. It's just and incredible. also put up like 38 points every other week. It's yeah, like, beat the Raiders, beat the Cowboys. Very weird. Crazy stuff, man. Well, football's we're, we're going to be just monitoring it all the way through. And I got Jameis on a fantasy team, so I'm going to try to get him a ring for you. You can start Jameis <laughs> as QB and start the defense against him and have a good day in fantasy. You can get three picks early, negative six, no problem. He'll still That's finish with at least 20. Yep. Uh, well, baseball, I want to bring up Money Mitch Effect with Ian Dunn, the Panda, uh, your boy. Your new boy, Cole Hamels. My new boy, Cole Hamels. My former I hate you guy. Very big on the hate list. He Funny was up how there, New man. Jersey just changes your opinion on him. Yeah, there's a few guys like that. I mean, I don't think there's any question the NL East is the best division in baseball right now. For the past two years, I mean. We're talking depth down to one. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's. I don't think you can argue you have You have three teams. You know, maybe four with whatever happens with the Mets that are le legitimately competing for titles. 
I mean, the Phillies have gone all in. They just signed Zach Wheeler to a $120 million deal. Where are they getting the money from? I'm Mitch? saying two legit teams right now until the Phillies show me anything. Oh, for sure. I mean, let's oh. be honest. Right now, there's a Bryce Harper jinx. Like, at this point in his career, mm-hmm. no team has been able to win a playoff series well, and you're with forgetting, Bryce Harper. And you're forgetting his last year in D.C. when he went to the Stanley Cup final dressed in all Vegas stuff. And the betting favorite, Golden Knights, lost You're to the right. Washington Capitals. The Harper curse, so man. He's it's a, a clown he's, question, bro. He's a, he's a walking curse. It's uh, great to watch as a, as a Braves fan. The money thing is, is fascinating. I know it's the last year of Arietta's contract, but they get Wheeler, who, on the sur- that's, a, that's a reasonable, but still a potential signing because he's missed two full seasons, I think, with the elbow problem yep. and the numbers. He pitched well, but here's good. the thing. If you're trying, the Braves have won the NL East two straight years. If you're trying to beat the Braves, don't you want to get a guy that can beat the Braves? I was looking through Wheeler's stats the past few years. Last year alone, the Braves faced him four times. Braves mm. scored five earned runs on him three of those times. Wow. So, I mean, he's he kind of has his number a little bit. So, I don't think the Braves are as worried about that as maybe – the Phillies and Nats might be a little more nervous that Cole Hamels is back, a World Series MVP. You know, a guy that can pitch in Philly because he's done it for most of his career. A guy mm-hmm. that has knows how to beat the Nats, knows how to beat all these teams for one year contract. I mean, well, there's that resurfacing of what the Nats are going to look like next year. Yeah, I think we got to kind of let the dominoes fall big time. Not and just the pitching, but Rendon too. I mean, what's Rendon is? I mean, who would you rather have, Rendon or Donaldson? At the value that I could get both, that's the question. I, I might rather have Donaldson if I can get him for a lot cheaper. I'll tell you what, the most fun I've had as a Braves insane. fan is watching Donaldson Because that play. money is going to be insane. He's what not he, just a hitter, he's got a what did Rendon, defense. What did Rendon turn down, like 230? <laughs> it was a big number. But he, th- those guys, when they're that good, they don't want to re-sign. They want to taste, they want to be courted. They want teams to come out and be like, hey, I want to give you 300 mil. Hey, I want to give you 275. Yeah. They don't want to be like, oh, I took this deal with, with the Nats for 260. You know? Or where Strasburg ends up is big. And, and Cole is the big domino. And now, we, unfortunately, we're hearing the Yankees getting involved. That's never That's a good always thing. Always the Yankees. Never a good thing when Scott Boras is leading the charge, too. Well, that's why I'm, I'm sort of interested to see what happens with Donaldson. Because... He did the one-year deal, and I, I think he outplayed it. I mean, it was the richest one-year deal in, in baseball history, and he outplayed that contract. But he is 34. So do you give an aging guy a three- or four-year deal? Three or four is reasonable for a guy like him. For a guy that's 34 who's going to start mm-hmm. losing power, who's yeah. going to start. But here's the thing. He adds so much more to the team. Like, just watching him all year, the guy just mashes. He just eats, breathes, sleeps baseball is he gonna wait till you think that the well i think boris is, is gonna make him wait till february he's gonna try to uh, get the biggest deal and you got to see what rendon gets first and then go from there i, think. I say rendon gets i think gets, so but i don't know where rendon's gonna go i mean i don't think he resigns the Nats the are gonna, Nats. Well, if he doesn't resign then <laughs> i mean then all of a sudden donaldson is in play for them well i think it'd be pretty funny if donaldson goes to the nats and rendon goes to the braves you got that kind to of cash to it? back him up sure they got they have team friendly deals yeah. for Acuna and Albies and Freddie Freeman and Soroka and Max Freed, and they have one de- one year left of uh, Cole Hamels. You know, so it's it's like, but the issue is that Liberty Media, who owns the Braves, they set their salary and and the GM Alex Anthopoulos says they don't set our salary caps, but if your salary 
is like middle of the pack, then they're definitely setting how much you're going to spend. Because mm. if they're not, then you're just going to spend as much as you can. Yeah. So they're telling them, and it really, really bugs me that a huge conglomerate can only muster a middle-of-the-pack salary. You know, hey, you, we've made a good team, but it was lucky. You know, you're lucky to get a once-in-a-generation guy like Acuna. And you're then lucky you might not hold Freeman. on to him. I mean, the Indians are having that same issue with Lindor, where it's yeah. like... Well, we luckily, these... they signed that eight-year deal with him, so... Yeah. It just bugs me that like we're like, oh man, the Braves only have you know ten mil left this year. It's like no, they don't. They have a hundred million left this year. They just choose not to use it. Man. So that's what bugs me about baseball and about Liberty Media, because yeah, they can go out and sign Rendon and pay that money, just like, just like the the Phillies went out and signed Bryce Harper to a thirteen year deal. <laughs> they have the money for it. It's just a whether or not they want to use it. So these big conglomerates, man, you're already getting money on the battery in Atlanta. Just Throw some cash out there. Bring us Donaldson back. I don't even want Rendon. Give me JD for three more years. That'd be nice. That guy was awesome. I I do agree that I, I think given the big bill it would take, Donaldson, based on what he did, wouldn't be bad. And then I mean, they, Rendon's going to make more on a bigger contract. Of course, and he deserves to, given the, where he's at in his career. Yeah. But um, that's a big ticket, and that kind of – straps you even if you don't even if you have the cash but like you said don't want to use it i'm just saying i mean if the indians get Puig back yeah kind of where i'm at why are the red sox trying to get rid of mookie so bad well they messed up all those deals and that, that's going to screw them on giving contracts to all those people like evaldi and like all these guys that just shouldn't have got the deals that they had uh gregorius is another one too the one guy the yankees are going to lose where's dd go what's that look like yeah, I mean, how where did he kind of rank last year? Was he? I didn't watch too much American League. I mean, he was hitting like eighth and ninth in their lineup almost consistently, which is just a testament to what they built. But well, I read um, an interesting story about uh, Nick Castellanos and how he's a free agent, and P- National League teams are worried about signing him because he's the worst defender in like baseball. No, he's history. brutal, like super bad. But there's a growing a growing like whisper that. The National League is going to adopt the DH in two years oh. when the collective bargaining is up in 2021. So if you want Nick Castellanos, you only need to put him in the outfield for two years. If you sign him to a six-year deal, that's four years where you can just have him as a DH. So, you know, in the past, a lot of NL teams were afraid of picking him up because he was such a liability on defense. So it'll be. I think his market kind of opens up if that kind of comes into fruition. And it seems like more and more people are saying that DH is coming to the NL. Wow. That'd be a bombshell. That'd be the worst thing baseball has done since <laughs> juicing baseballs. You're on that side. I love it. <laughs> Why would the nine guys with the gloves not be the nine guys with the bats? Yeah. I like that argument. And I, just I know you're the, the other way because you're I'm an not Indians even fan. like pro. I'm not. I hate being the contrarian here. I'm not even like pro one way or the other. I just do think it's ridiculous that it's two different. We have two different leagues. It's like going to the NBA finals and having, a, having four on four or something like that. Yeah. Um, but we we shall see. Um, I'd rather go the other way. I'd rather AL lose the DH. I'm just excited to be replaying. Uh, you know these 2017 playoffs. Not the Astros have an asterisk by them. Oh, man, what do they do? When are the sanctions? I heard. Come I out? thought it was thunder outside, but I think the Astros called out speed oh, pitch. Oh my! You know it's pretty brutal. But uh, yeah, they're a bunch of cheaters. So uh, yeah. Yeah, but again, they're not the only ones doing that. No. Guaranteed, it's a widespread thing in baseball. I mean, oh, if yeah. you're playing for millions of dollars and you're playing for a championship, you're going to do everything in your power. Oh, I yeah. mean, the players have shown it by doing HGH and steroids. The teams have shown it by trying to steal signs and videotape stuff. 
baseball has done it by juicing the baseballs and then claiming that it didn't happen. So, I mean, mm. it's it's all corrupt. I mean, in every sport. So corrupt. So corrupt. Well, we still watch. We always watch. Ian, this was a pleasure. That's a good one, Covered Mitch. a lot of different sports. Yeah, I got a little heated. You got very heated. You got your Jameis takes out. That's good. That's third. Jameis and Josh Donaldson. That's what I want for 2020. Oh. <laughs> nice ticket right <laughs> yeah. there, too. Just run. President Vice. <laughs> Thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks, money. All right, big thanks again to Ian Dunn, the panda, making his presence felt, always bringing the heat on this show. Really appreciate him talking some football, some tennis, and the Federer talk in jest, but makes you wonder, makes you wonder. All right, next up, college football gambling talk. Sean Sullivan, the Sully Vol is back. We get into the coaching madness that is Clay Helton going back to USC. Doesn't make sense. What is USC thinking? The other move, Shiano throwing some heat at Sully's uh, Tennessee fan base going back to Rutgers. The college football playoff picture, what we think is the most likely outcome given this weekend, if it's straightforward, if there's a doomsday scenario, and breaking down all the spreads from all the games this weekend, starting Friday night with the Pac-12 title game and ending all the way through the Big Ten title game between Ohio State and Wisconsin. Sean Sullivan on the Money Mitch Effect. All right, Money Mitch Effect for one final weekend of college football, full Saturday. Not a full Saturday slate, but a pretty healthy one. Sean Sullivan, Sully Vall is here. Hee we're gonna We're going to cheers a toast, you know, just cheers it up to yeah. the last uh, week of the season. It's been a good one, too. It really has, and uh, it's been good on a lot of fronts, to be completely honest. Yep. But uh, it's been exciting. We got a lot to digest as we get ready for the conference championship weekend. Playoff picture is uh, up for grabs. We're gonna get all gonna get into all of that, but I want to start Sully with coaching news. We are in the city of angels, and yes. I just thank God. I just say for both of our peace of minds, thank God we're not USC fans. Uh, well, I'll, I'll <laughs> say I'll say USC for, fan, but no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'll, I'll root for the girlfriend's team. That's I'm not really a USC fan, but. As as a, as a Tennessee fan that knows the the absolute torture that a coaching search is, and how one can ebb and flow and take a million different turns, they were earlier this morning and yesterday they were the screw it let's bring back Lane Kiffin stage oh, of man. the <laughs> of the of the the process, and now you plop the official news that they're keeping Clay Helton. God, man, I, if I'm a diehard SC fan, I'm 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 basically where I was on Shiano Sunday. Well, we'll let's get to him. <laughs> Shiano Sunday. I forgot about that. You went dark. That was that nuclear. was very dark. That was a nuclear day. Uh-huh. Um, very vocal, very vocal online on that day. Oh, but let's start here. The current regime, the new regime didn't hire him. He's mm-hmm. been very, very mediocre at best. They say we weren't. OK, so let's start here. Do you think that it was just total BS when they said no, there was no plan B. This was always the plan. No, I think they. I I, I feel like Bone uh, needed to come in, and and he did, he doesn't know who anybody is in that building, so he needed to come in and just get to know Helton. And I feel like when you step back as an administrator, uh, and and look what that university's gone through, look all the scandal, and you 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 swung in. I'm sure he would be an idiot if he didn't pull out some feelers to to Urban or, or some of those bigger fish. And if there nothing, if there aren't any nibbles, 
then you you go another year and you th- this trajectory isn't Helton isn't the guy period we all know that that's no secret but I don't think you're in a position where you can light that money on fire right now if none, none of the big guys are, are biting, you know? And, it, and it's not like he had it an awful year, well, you know? Let's just, let's just uh, start with Urban because he's going to be the one that everyone talks about. There's no guarantee. There's probably more likely than not that he wasn't ready to get back into coaching yet, if ever again. Right. I do think he likes having his name out there, like stirring the pot. Oh, he's you got know a it. great, comfortable gig on TV. And it's a lot less stress than what he had to deal with. He's still what, involved in the game, has his bar. Looks like he lost weight. Looking Posture's good. Better. Yeah. <laughs> Heart problems are probably way better you, without that stress. Uh, the recruiting class thing is just a joke. It's what, 60, I think 67 I saw today on some of the sites. 67 to 70, depending on who you're talking to. At one they, time it was 69, so it was nice, nice at one not second. That nice. not, not, not that nice. But they had, uh, you know, this is top 10 just about every year. And if it's not, mm-hmm. it should be. Yeah. Like, it, you should be able to recruit a top 10 class. Out of your leaving, own backyard. Without leaving the Los Angeles greater limits. We talked about this. Alabama and Clemson have the top two quarterback recruits. Nationally, some of the best when they're from LA and they're going not to USC. They're going. They're going to the South. I know they have good quarter. I know Slovis is a good quarterback, and that's not the position of issue. But I bring that up because that never would have happened. No, never would have no. happened. Pete Carroll is going to lock down the state of uh, a California. Put the fence period. up, as you say. Put the fence up, right? And he's going to lock it down. And they don't have that guy. Helton is a nice dude. He's charming. It seems like he's he, charming. he gets along with everybody. And there is nobody that can say a bad word about Helton or I've ever heard about him. He's but. very fortunate. The timing and timing is everything in life. He's got some of the best timing. One of the most right. lucky guys I know or I know of because he follows a disaster. I mean, maybe a drunk, probably a drunk. Yep. Who couldn't have any. It was the adult. Helton was the adult in the room when they needed it. Right. Leveraged that into a great deal. Made it, Maybe, depending on what you believe. Team backed him. <laughs> Team loves him. They'll fight for him, but it's it's not enough, you know? It's not enough at, and I would argue, at this job. No. At what should be the premier blue blood out west, where 9-3 and three should be the absolute worst season. I saw have. a great tweet from Barrett Salee or somebody, uh, I think it was Barrett, that said, what would the West Coast, what would West Coast football do in general without Chris Peterson the last decade? With really the vacuum. He's, I mean, that's without thing. Boise State and UW, they haven't done anything the out Pac-12 here. Pac twelve is as down as it's ever been, at least in our lifetimes. Like this, mm-hmm. this little couple year run, top to bottom, they've had a couple playoff appearances. This year's the best year by a long shot. <laughs> by a long shot, brutal. And you only got one out of your two top teams in the hunt. So they salvage eight and four. Um, okay, good, good job fighting through the end of it. But I mean, player development, recruiting, and to talk to enough UFC fans, some alumni. Right. He nice guy again. No one said anything wrong, but not the guy for this job. So you ask the question of, is it the money? Well, we heard reports that they could have covered a buyout. And then, but then today you hear you hear guys coming out that that are in the know that know people and said that it was the money. Yeah. In fact, it was. So. so it was. We could cover it, but we don't want to make this move now. That leads me to think that we're just biding time until he gets fired next year. Like, he's going to get fired next it, year with cause. They're not. They, or I mean, I don't know if they're going to have it with cause because he's a nice guy. But we were just talking about that. But but he's going to go six and six next year or whatever potentially. And oh well, who do they play week one? Who do they play? Bama. Bama. Oh, they, they, in Dallas again? A Bama team that's going to have a full year to stew. 
That's gonna have Saban in his cattle that's gonna, prod. That's gonna have that's gonna have Saban his cattle prod and a, and a Outback Bowl championship trophy that they're gonna have to smash every single time they go into the workout facility. That he's and they're gonna be mad. Needless to say, it's just it's not what you want. I, it's not what I would want at that position. But okay, they they didn't feel like the time was ready to make a move. The signing period. I mean. We keep joking about how bad the recruiting class is, but you got to make these moves quicker. And they had their window; they wanted to bring them back. And I just don't. Who's happy about this? I would just I'm trying to figure out a person that's maybe like different than understanding the move and being like, I get what they were thinking. No one's like, hey, we no. got him back. Whoopee! No, no, nobody is. I, I, when when Shiano like I said, Shiano Sunday. When when you've reached the let's bring back Lane Kiffin point in the coaching search. Whoo, you're in a dark place. I've been there. Well, the other coaching, we'll, we'll get to Shiano now because yeah, he's yeah. going back to Rutgers. Uh, we'll get uh-huh. to what he said today, but um, I'll just say this. Obviously not the best coaching candidate. No. But Rutgers was so desperate. I don't think he, I don't think he could pick a better guy for the job. That's what I mean. First of all, he wants to go there, so he's already ahead of like 90%. Of <laughs> yeah, he's in the, the 95th percentile. Um, Rutgers Athletics kind of balked at contract terms and eight it, years. It was just yeah, it was weird that I mean we know that they can get out of the deal and the average annual salary isn't as high, obviously understandably so. Uh, but it took a while. There was that there was that threatened back away from the table. But Chiano's at Rutgers, and uh, all I can say is there's nowhere but up. I mean how, you can't get any worse. How big of a upside upside down world? is college football. You know, Shiano Sunday was overblown. Uh, I, I definitely got a little overheated than, I, than I should have at the point I'm sure. Um, but yeah, you have on one end, you have the, the hooker lumberjacks of New Jersey stroking away at wood. And then the other end that won him. And then you have the flaming rednecks of Tennessee putting that he covered up child rape on the rock, which was over extreme, over extreme, too extreme. Right. And that's my whole I mean, and there's a reason why there's a legit reason why I could be outraged if I'm a Tennessee fan that he's going to be the coach and there's not legit reasons and there's you know but we, there there are crazies crazies on both sides my main my main point moving forward is that I need a Rutgers Tennessee home and home like I need air <laughs> oh man because he because he said New Jersey football fans get it today yeah oh well he, he said they're they're uh what was, I they're they're smarter. I, I don't know exactly what, what term he used. Sharper, I think, maybe. Was it New Jersey? <laughs> home and home. They're, we're just in like 40 sharper years, in New we'll Jersey. Get an we'll get a 95-year-old Greg Shiano. The, the state that produced Jersey Shore, and he's, and he's calling. Well, yeah, smart what might have been the bad word to yeah. use there, given his home state. But Shiano got the ball rolling. Uh, Arkansas is looking for a coach, and it might be the lane train. Please, God. If there's a football guy up there. We can't quit him. I mean, you can't hate him that long. I mean, you, oh. know, you went through your patches, but it's hard to full on hate him. I know. I, I I don't hate him anymore. He's good for the sport. He's not only good for the sport. He's the most inter- one of the most entertaining people in our sport that we love so dearly. And he needs to come back to the SEC. And guess who's on this Arkansas schedule next year? The University of Tennessee. Oh wow! At Arkansas, That's the, <laughs> he's back back in your life again. Uh, it's a tough job, we know, being in the mm-hmm. SEC West. You're going to play tough tough schedules, but. He's done a good job at Ford Atlantic, and he and he seems ready to leave. He's ready. He, he's ready. Uh, he's he's done a lot of maturing, um, not 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 to levels that a lot of administrators would like to see. I mean, he's still tweeting at a, a, a free blind mice at officials at, at the at the uh, conference 
uh, Twitter handle, but after a, a bunch of blown calls against uh, an opponent, a conference opponent earlier in the year. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I think he's from from his Tennessee days to his USC days. I think he's learned a lot, and I think he uh, he, he he at least would be entertaining. Um, and I think he would love to have a shot at his old boss Nick Saban as well. It's yeah. going to take a few years, but he he did let him go. Uh, a week before the national championship game. So I'm just wondering about the, the future, the long-term outlook of the SEC West. We know how tough it is, but Jimbo just hasn't really got going at A&M. No. Arkansas seems to want to fire Malzone one week, and then he's beaten Saban the next, and he's the best. Or uh, Auburn, it, yeah. Or, yeah, Auburn, I should say. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's just it's crazy. Arkansas might want to bring him back at some point like that. I, I was I was saying on the on the Yahoo Sports College podcast the other day that they, they should – if if our, our next time Arkansas calls, you should go. Like I feel like Auburn just. I, I'm not the biggest fan of his, but I feel like they just don't appreciate what, no. what they have there. And the bottom could be Tommy Tuberville. Like I yeah, mean, it could be so much worse, worse. than Tommy Tuberville. Wayne Chisholm, like, or not Chisholm? Why am I thinking your guy? Uh, the the dude who coached national title with uh, Cam and then uh, got fired immediately after. Uh, not, uh, what got, was his name? Um, yeah, we're drawing a blank. Oh my here. god, we'll look it up. Uh, How are we forgetting the coach before yeah, Auburn? Cra- yeah, or he was, before um, he was one of you know they kept he got fired very quickly could, after. We're gonna keep all this in while we vamp here, but there's uh you know Auburn has something good in Malzahn. They don't appreciate him, um, but man, oh my god! I tell you, I tell you, we got some more coaching news this. Gene summer. Chizik, Jesus. Gene Chizik, Chizik. I was close on the CH last name. Yeah, jeez. Oh, Peterson retires at Washington. Yep. What do we think about this? A legit retirement or a? Because he used the phrase that here's here's why you got to question it. He used burned out. He needed to use buzzwords that are like, oh, we get the alert going. I recharge. I don't think these guys are <laughs> ever completely out of it if the right job is, comes knocking. And they're alive. And they're alive. Right. Fifty what five? Fifty four? Fifty five? That's still time for one last job. Yeah. You know, that's like the saving age of making that move to Alabama, mm-hmm. where. We'll see where Davo gets in like ten years, or you know, like six, seven years. But. It, it, I think if if he retires now, um, he should go down as one of the best coaches of, of in you know recent memory. Uh, I think he's he's shoot in his fourteen years of coaching, he's got seven, eight conference titles or whatever at two stops. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the only critique would be it didn't go. He did get him to the playoff, but Washington kind of ran into some pitfalls some of his years there, but took him to a Rose Bowl. This year mm-hmm. didn't go the way he wanted, but was doing a good job there. Boise, of course, put them on the map. Um, and, yeah, I just think, unfortunately, a lot of people on the East don't really know how good he is. Yeah, because they always went to bed. Because they went to bed. And the whole Boise thing of, like, not playing the toughest schedule and, but he got he got recruits and, and he got recruits that are in the league right now. Right. <laughs> so like we're not at Boise especially. So and and U Dub too. He's I mean the the guys the guy's one of the one of the great coaches. That could be the I mean if you want to connect the dots, maybe a year off. USC. Maybe Clay Helton. We'll see. Right. That that's my thought. I think uh, tying it all back. The long the coaching ca- carousel the long game. coming back around. Long, long game. game. SC's going to kick those tires next year when they lose lose to Alabama fifty six to nothing, and they they start they start dropping that game conference in Oregon, games. Yeah, we get to three losses. It's time. Yeah, they'll start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll be quick. Well, let's look now on the money Mitch effect at the playoff rankings as we get ready for conference championships Saturday. It starts on Friday now, which I like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the best 
and worst moves that the Pac-12's well, made. Well, it's the locations. Location. Yes, the Vegas, and then we're good. Gotta right. Get exactly. They got to get to Vegas. Got, it's always the motto. Mm-hmm. Always the motto. Uh, no change in the top four. Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Georgia, followed by Utah, Oklahoma, Baylor, and Wisconsin. I uh, want to go over a couple scenarios here. One and two, there's some flack on both sides. Does Ohio State deserve one? Should it be LSU? I think it's going to set up pretty well for LSU to get the one spot if they win convincingly over Georgia. Yeah, you had you had Clay Travis stoking the fire today on Twitter talking about how the, the, the playoff committee is setting up Ohio State for a uh, to hold on to that one seed with – Michigan not dropping that far, and Wisconsin being up that high, and being Penn the, State's the, pretty the high. Penn State's pretty high. But if LSU goes in and beats the number four team pretty handily, there's no way you can't. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna look. I'm a Buckeye fan, but I would agree if Georgia gets run, you know, if we're talking double if, digits. If, if we're talking not, double, then it's debatable. And, right, you know, then it's debatable, and I think that and Ohio State gets a nod. Yeah, I think that's what the committee set themselves um, up. But either way. Both those teams in, regardless, mm-hmm. Ohio State and LSU into the playoff. We were talking about the doomsday scenario before because I think it pretty much shapes up like more straightforward than in years past where we're going to have Utah, Oklahoma, if they win, that's going to be an either-or situation, who the committee likes more, what happens in those games. Mm-hmm. Baylor probably, I think we would agree, needs Utah to lose, then the win to get their spot. Right. Georgia could trump all that by beating LSU. Doomsday scenario. Does it exist? Does it involve all the way down to eight Wisconsin? Is Clemson in? Either Ew, way. I think if Clemson, yeah, Clemson with the loss, then you got to start talking about it. Cause it, it, you, you open yourself up for a, a strong showing by Utah and a strong showing by Oklahoma, and there you have three teams okay. that are like, woo. I have a question. When did Dabo turn into like a Nick jerk. Saban <laughs> basically like when he turned into a Nick Saban when did he go from like this lovable Dabo oh the guy doesn't swear gosh yeah, yeah. these guys his shucky awesome. darn guys I don't to, know to basically, basically Mickey Mouse villain, turning right yeah I, I, I think he he took a page out of uh Saban's playbook and he's self-motivating um his team they're they've been coasting along playing absolutely nobody yeah. and everybody and you hear it again hear it again hear it again many, and finally you guys said screw it how many d1 let's teams, ride how many d1 teams are there uh two uh, 122 122 give or take a few yeah 113 have played teams ranked in the top 25 college football playoff clemson has not oh my god so this week's ranking are the top 25 playoff team in the playoff ranking 130 now 130 okay yeah. so it's Clemson is one of 17 teams, and they're ranked third, who hasn't played anyone literally ranked by Yikes. the committee. Again, I mean, non-conference is one thing, and I get it. Texas A&M was supposed to be better. The, no one thought the South ACC Carolina is going to be better than they are normally this year. And the ACC is a disaster. Not really Clemson's fault, but it's like Florida State the year after they won the title. We're only going by what we see, and we can't really compare you to the other teams. It's, it's not, and he just needs to stop – he doesn't need to blabber on. He doesn't need to do this, and that's why it's directly – he's talking to his team through the media like mm-hmm. his old boss. Wisconsin would have to run. Would have to run Ohio State. We're talking We're talking 52 nothing like Ohio State did the other uh, – a few years ago. 59, right? 59 or something, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not going to happen, but Clemson's I, – I do think Clemson, they'd have to get embarrassed by Virginia to, for us to have this conversation. That's not going to happen. No, but um, or just lose to Virginia, and then Baylor and Oklahoma, or uh, Oklahoma and Utah have good showings. 
Yeah. Th- then that's that's when you're talking about you got three teams, and then that's when you get the hairy Sunday. Well, let's get to not picking the games, but hypothetically, Utah or Oklahoma, all things go about according to plan. Let's just go by the spreads. Utah wins by seven. Oklahoma wins by nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, who gets it for your for your pick? Who? Uh, and this isn't a case of anybody getting screwed. These teams are right there. It's they're really, really tough. close. They've got bad losses on their resumes. They basically got this same loss. Both eight and four teams on the road that turned out to have pretty good years. So I think you throw that out. Those are those are even um, better wins. Utah is gonna have their best win this weekend if if you go by the spread, and Oklahoma is gonna match theirs, so it's essentially a, a, another coin flip. Yeah, really. It's hurts. hard to beat a it's hard to beat a team twice. Um, I like you shouldn't have beat them the first time, right? <laughs> I just like the way Utah's playing. Uh, Oklahoma's Oklahoma's falling off a little bit. I I. I I would put Utah in right now just because of their defense, and I think that's the best unit out of any of the units. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get they got they got seven eight dudes, studs NFL studs on that side of the ball. That Utah lost. I mean, the Kansas State loss. Oklahoma got kind of embarrassed, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I think it, it stands out as a little bit of a worse loss, not me- not necessarily the team, but just how that game went. That yeah, Utah that game USC, that game went close. That Utah USC game was a weird one. It was a Zach Friday Moss night game, was out, but you had a third string quarterback that was lighting you up. That you had no idea. You had no idea. I, yeah, I just that was a weird game. Light, light. We we took Utah in that game, thinking that oh, it's the <laughs> third did. string quarterback. We might have been on Oklahoma in that Kansas State game, game too. too. We were. Otherwise, yeah. good year. So, yeah, we should pick this. I mean, it's only fair. Yeah, we are going to pick it. Um, yeah, I, got, I give me Utah. Give me Utah. I would agree. I think it's Utah. But if you ask. They're lo- you throw Zach Moss into that, that USC game, that game was tight enough. He would have made a difference. They would have won. I think it should be a three-way vote. It should be a playoff committee. It should be who would Ohio State or LSU not want to play. And what does Vegas think? Like, I, think, the- I want to see Utah's defense against LSU's offense. Oof. What would Vegas set the lines at? Who would be closer? I think the line would be closer for Utah because the defensive factor. Like I think they'd be a closer spot. Right. I just Oklahoma's defense against either of those. Oh my God. What's Earl or what's Dobbins going to do? Defense. Oh my goodness. Dobbins might put up a a, a two hundred burger on him on the ground. <laughs> Fields might. Uh, Fields wouldn't even need to touch the ball other than to hand it off. Um, right. Well, let's go. Uh, let's go to the spreads now. Okay. It's time. Let's check the stats. Let's go right to it. And we are going to start conference championship weekend with, you know what? We're going to start with it. Our boys in the Pac-12, Friday night, Oregon, Utah, Levi Stadium, 5 o'clock local. Stadium will be, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what, a quarter full at kickoff? It's a 5 o'clock kick. Local. That's the problem. Like that's the problem. The and the, well, combined with the fact that it's in the middle of nowhere, right? Nobody lives in or in or around that stadium. No one stays there. Nobody stays there. And and Utah's got a great fan base. Oregon's got a great fan base, and they're they're still not going to travel. And we've got a track record with this with Utah, unfortunately, playing in this game, and and it kind of looking like this. Utah six and a half point favorites. Yep. The line opened at three. Sits, wow. Yeah, line currently sits over under at about 46 and a half. I'll tell you, this is one where I'm not as bullish as other bets. I would caution to lean Utah, 
but this isn't one of my. This might be a stay away there. I might look more at the over under if I want action on this game. Yep, yep. I think you're right on that. Uh, what over under fifty one? No, it's down. It opened at fifty, and it's. I've seen like forty six and a half now. Ooh. It's dropped. Ooh. Utah D getting some respect in the Pac twelve. A lot of respect. Um, Herbert is good, not great. I think the matchups obviously in the trenches between NFL studs on both sides. Um, shoot, yeah, give me Auburn. Or give me Auburn. <laughs> give me. I'm, I'm looking at Oregon schedule right now. Um, give me Utah. Give me Utah. What is Herbert's deal? Because can I tell you the story of Friday watching uh, watching some football at uh, at a bar, and it was Washington Washington State on the Apple Cup, and an Oregon fan sitting next to me going, "I'm just so ready to move on." Like weird, just, it, it's it wasn't there, and this it's inconsistency. I'm getting Blaine Gabbert flashbacks. I just want to point that out. I'm Body type, correct, but has moments, mm-hmm. yes, and can make every throw. Is has the hands of that that are basically baseball mitts. Scouts are going to go and shake those hands. They're going to see him throwing underwear, and it's going to he's he's. He's got all. He checks a lot of boxes, but he consistently he doesn't do it. I don't know, man. We might be we might be saving up for Saturday because this is a tough tough slate to pick. Maybe a little bit of action here, but Saturday's got the full slate. Yeah, yeah. Two quick ones we've got to get to. Okay. Appy State, love them to cover. Let's go. I like Appy too. Let's Drink go. Wits, hell of a job in year one. Six and a half. It's, it opened at three and a half, moved to six and a half. I think they win this game. They by beat a them. They beat them by two scores earlier in the season. They're getting legit. App State's going legit. They're. This is fun. This game would be fun. And I also like Maction. Last Maction day of the year. Always a special place in my heart. I like the Chippewas to keep it going and cover Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio. I love that bet. Right? Miami they barely beat Akron. They suck. <laughs> Miami sucks. McElwain, sucks. give him some credit. <laughs> Roethlisberger sucks. Yeah. He can Yeah, he, yeah, he well, can stop playing. Yeah. Um, we'll say it nicely. Uh, the Chippewas. Yep, absolutely. The Quentin Dormany gotta give him some credit. It's it's a they the chips have some chip on their shoulder. You got McElwain coming from Florida. They're expected to be terrible. This They're year. expected to be terrible this year. One and eleven last year, not good. And he comes in, gets in his groove, and now he's already already talking that he's going to go one and done and jump back into his old boat at at Colorado State. He's done such a good job. And then their quarterback, Quentin Dormandy, transferred from Tennessee to Houston, Houston to, to the Chips, and is slinging the rock. They're putting up points. I, I like that. I like that bet. I. I'm looking at all the small schools, and I like them all to cover the spreads. Like I love Lane this week. Yep. At U with UAB, you saw UAB. They're playing at the beach. UAB's UAB's. As crappy, long as Lane doesn't fall down and get hurt, hung over. I don't know. I, t- I don't <laughs> want to touch that game because if Lane, if his if if his team he shows up late because he's been interviewing interviewing at Arkansas and it, and it gets out that it to his team that he's already leaving. Nah. I mean, they got a note, right? Like okay. <laughs> We're in the we're in the social media age, right? Reports are out there. Oh, they 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 know. I just UAB is not. I good. heard I heard a I heard, UAB is not. It, good. it don't matter. They're gonna play. They're gonna play for that guy. Okay, all right. You Talk be off you, that one. Yep. More with money. More with Sean Sullivan here on the money. Mitch effects and big we got games. we got we got better bets than that. We do. Let's go with the Big Twelve title game, Baylor Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We've been on favorites a lot, but I love the dog here. Baylor I plus do too. nine. 
This line. They pooped down their leg last round at home. It stayed pretty consistent in this line. It's gone. It's just gone down or gone. Opened at eight, I think, right? And they completely blew that game. They had them. They had them by the you know what's, and they were ready to go and uh, got Mm -hmm. too conservative. I don't think Matt Rule makes that mistake again. Uh, If anything, I don't expect Baylor to win this game. Money line's a little too aggressive for me. If you want to be a smart, aggressive better, make both bets. Go money line and points, and then you know mm-hmm. hedge a little bit there if you think Baylor can at least keep it close. But I like Baylor, and I do like the over too. What is it at? Sixty-four and a half, sixty-three and a half. Okay. Remember, it wasn't over by the spread because Baylor just didn't show up in the second half. But that was what thirty-one twenty-eight final. Yeah, yeah. That's still fifty-nine points with one team not scoring at all. So. Those are yeah, they didn't look that impressive against a, a, a banged-up Oklahoma State team last week. Um, TCU gave them a heck of a game the week before, and then you go into Baylor. And I think Riley well, – there is the, – they, you know, they, haven't, they haven't looked that good since the West Virginia game on October 19th. You got sure. the loss against Kansas here's, State. You got the Iowa State game that was way down to yeah, the wire. Here's what would worry me, though. And I want you to – let me know what you think about this theory. They have to put on a show for the committee. Both of them do, though. But that's the thing Baylor is. Baylor has to really, really put on a show. That's true. It's a desperate team. It's not a beaten team. So you're probably more likely to see that from Utah because Oregon doesn't really have much to play for other than that Rose Bowl potential, which, I mean, means a lot. Right. Um, Yeah. What's the Rose Bowl? It might be Utah, Penn State, Oregon, Penn State. Oregon gets it either way, right? Right. Oregon gets it if Utah goes to the playoff. Three Uh loss Oregon's in the Rose Bowl. Right. Wow. With Penn State or and how it, and Penn State what about, would get it over a Wisconsin, Penn State, Minnesota beat Penn State and Minnesota's getting the screw job. Screwed. I mean, it was a bad game, but it was a bad the game. Big Ten team that fell down the rankings. Right, they got screwed, and they're going to get stuck in the in the uh, the the Citrus Bowl or the Outback Bowl against a pissed off Alabama team is what's oh, going to happen. Yeah, or yeah, they don't. Man, that's just brutal. It's bad. So we like Baylor there. Um, mm-hmm. What about the rematch in the AAC, Memphis-Cincinnati? And, and there's a lot of drama in the who gets New Year's Six Bowl. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, So absolutely. just to break down this scenario before we get into the lines here, Memphis wins. They're in. They're going to the New Year's Cotton Bowl, I think it is. They're pretty mm-hmm. much in. Probably, or the Orange Bowl. Or the Orange Bowl. But either way, they're in. Yeah. If they lose, the door opens, I would say, Boise with a win over Hawaii. They get it. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati would get it if Boise loses. And then they beat Memphis, obviously. So I think those are our scenarios right there. I love that. I love pretty, pretty good drama this pretty, week. Pretty, pretty fun. Pretty, pretty, pretty fun. Like I, I love the the little schools fighting for the last bowl game. Memphis nine and a half point favorites, fifty eight over under. What was the score last week? Ooh, pretty high. Off the top of my head. I feel like there was a lot Let's of points see. in that one. It was in that sweet spot where I actually did watch a lot of that game because there wasn't much else on. It was... But I kind of like Memphis to roll again. I was half watching it. 34-24. That's right. That's why the, there you go. That's why the line is... I mean, yeah, that's so brand right there. trying anymore. No. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I like Memphis to roll them again and cover this one would be my bet. Back to back. It's a weird dynamic, and it's funny that it worked this way. Uh, not my favorite bet of the week, but I would pick Memphis mm, on this spread. Mm-hmm. Thinking of Luke Fickle, huh? Nine. Future and Michigan State nine. coach Luke Fickle. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm almost signed to Cincinnati on this one. Just, it's so tough to beat a team twice in a row and to beat a team by the exact score line. 
If he, well, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, no, I'm just saying by 10 again. Do you think that – I? but I almost feel like it's they, better that, to play That them. game wasn't 10 points. No, it wasn't. I almost feel like it's better to play immediately than like the Baylor-Oklahoma thing. Right. We got to wait a few weeks. You kind of get, you know, this mm-hmm. is like fresh on the mind. Let's just beat them. It's again. the same – on the same turf. I know, right? They hosted again. That is Literally. pretty cool. It's a nice little wrinkle in this conference. Hosting. I wouldn't even I, if if I was if I was fickle, I would have kept the team down there and <laughs> screw classes, screw classes. <laughs> I would have kept them down there, there to play school. No, they could they could they can have the, that's why they they could. What do you think basketball teams do when they're when they're on a week long? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you could you Bring could you could play down. in an end. I would I would have kept them down there because Memphis as a city sucks. Oh, I would have sat them in there. I would have sat Shout him in the g- shots fired at Gus's chicken. At Gus's is good. They got good food. <laughs> I didn't say anything wrong. But as as a city sucks, I wouldn't I wouldn't give him good food. I'd feed him PB and J's. Lock him in the crappiest hotel in Memphis Mike and Lee, have him baby. hating the city and the Memphis Tigers. <laughs> Mike Leach, baby. The, the, yeah, there's a million Memphis schools. West West Tennessee high schools don't play for the. I, I think you're just fired up for tomorrow, Memphis, Tennessee basketball. No, that that's that, that Saturday, Saturday, week from Saturday. Saturday. Week from week Saturday. From Saturday. Okay. Yeah. You're fired up for the Rams. I am. I am. I am. Uh, we'll but, save that for Penny Hardaway another time. Yeah, my fists thoughts are bald on, right now. Thoughts on Penny Hardaway and his movings. And, and, his, and his bald fists. <laughs> okay. We got sidetracked there. Yep. But it sounds like we're splitting the difference. Do you think Cincinnati money line is the play then? No. No. Okay. No, I think Memphis wins, but I think it's tighter than, than 10 points. Well, if we're gonna feel, if we're gonna feel froggy, mm-hmm. we're feeling it on the last small school game because I like Hawaii to cover this one. We, have I do too. Really they loved came the Warriors. And, they have been a godsend. All they year. have. Thank God to Hawaii. They all covered the week one for us. They covered. Are they? They. They, they, they over. That was the easiest, easiest over against Army all time. We hit. They covered that spread. They are just a godsend. They Facebook win and, streaming they, their games now. They understand what the market is. Yep. Shout out to them. They they know exactly what the market is. The degenerate gamblers. I don't care who's playing quarterback. It does not matter. I don't either. The, the white kid with the dreads or the other. They kid both they the both played end. the entire season. Yeah. It don't care, baby. They're they're they got that easy free going with Nick Rolovich rolling in there. They've gone into cold weather places too and punched people in the mouth. Utah State, Nevada, they've gone in snowy weather, rainy, don't care. I like Hawaii a lot. I like Hawaii a lot, too. 14 points. One more time for the Rainbow Warriors. How's Boise been scoring, though? Is the over a play here, or should we stay away from that one? Oh, let's see. Is that, I mean, 64 and a half is not crazy for Hawaii. We, we both saw 56 with Army last week, and you were right. just like, hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Uh, they've gone 31, 56, 42, 20, 52, 28. So they've been up and down. The 20 is against who? Uh, the 20 was against Wyoming. Who's a pretty, yeah, that's, they're pretty good. Over might be something to consider too. Just kind of throwing that out there. As there there's a million dollars. There's a million other bets, but yes, let's put a pin in it. So we got two left. We got to get three left now on the money match effect. Sean Sullivan, three of the premier games. I want to get this one out of the way first. And that's as Clemson and Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I like Clemson to cover those points. I like other bets, including the two I just named. 29. I do too, but this is a team. You you want to talk about a team that Dabo, Dabo, Dabo finally pulled out the, the Saban cow prod and has been hissy fitting up a storm for two weeks now, talking to his team and through the media, and you know he's talking behind closed doors like Coach O now. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he's cursing behind closed doors. Yes, sure. he's and throwing he's, out some fricks. He's like, I will, and some I turns. will, I will, I will suspend your sorry butt. Your 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 tuchus will not ever tell anybody I use this word. Yeah, uh, I think the under is a good play here too. I know Clemson's probably going to throttle him, but Virginia, great story. Finally ended the uh, the well, the longest drought. As Pete Thamel What's says, the longest drought now. Sully? Virginia is. Oh, what is the longest drought? That is a I great. I feel like you might not like the answer. I oh, is like it Tennessee, Alabama? It might be. Like I'm not. I'm, I'm, it's pretty close. It's in that was digits. 04. No, no, that was 06. 04 when Virginia, Virginia, Virginia Tech was 03. Yeah. So Tennessee was 06 last win. Cal, so Cal did beat USC recently. We'll get our research team Sully on that one right now. But I just don't think they're going to be able to move the ball against Clemson. I really don't. No, because they're a one trick pony, as, as Pete Pete Thamel says. They they have they have Perkins and that's it. And you better have an arm if you're beating Clemson. Like you better keep them right. honest. You better you know that they <laughs> they didn't come to play. Mm. Uh, so we we both like Clemson there. You're really on them to cover the spread. Uh, I'm not so sure, but probably will be talked into it. I can't find it, but Buckeyes. I think you're right. Badgers, Indianapolis. Uh, Want to point out a, a city that Harbaugh does not know where it is yet. Still hasn't gotten there. It's Indianapolis. <laughs> just, yep, has no idea. I mean, that's just another one, dude. I love, love the Buckeyes. Love the Buckeyes. I love the over. I, I love the. I like the Buckeyes too. I, I think the first the half Buckeyes. bet might be the play. I think Buck's first half when it comes out, it's at seventeen right now. The line first half might be about twelve or so. I could see a backdoor cover late, maybe coming back to bite 17. Probably not, but you do always have to wonder that. I think the Buckeyes get out early. reason why I love the over, uh, Buckeyes didn't really open up hot in the first game, but it was raining, wet day, not going to happen in that dome. No, that's what, that's, that's not, that was going to be my point. Is Yeah, it's, it's, they, they were all over the place early in that football game earlier in the season, and they still would have covered. So bring it. Buckeyes, huh? Liking yep. it? Just keeping it going, rolling away. Wisconsin just doesn't have the speed. No. And, I and, mean, what do they... Ohio State's got the dogs, too. What do those to, linemen do? What do those linemen do on Wisconsin looking at the film of the last game with Chase Young? <laughs> uh, it's like watching a horse. It's like it's Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin linemen, they're, they don't give a damn because those boys are just big old corn-fed Wisconsin farm kids that grew up wrangling three horned oxes whatever the hell that is i don't know i just made that up <laughs> on the on the uh around madison and the around the fields of madison they don't give a damn of who chase young is but they should <laughs> that's the point that's great uh, i do i just don't think they have it no i don't have it so buckeyes win there and probably cover and then lastly the sec title game this is the first half i like so you're on LSU first half. in the first half. Yes. You're Probably going to be three and a half. You're going to have Herschel Walkers there. Put Herschel, put Herschel in. <laughs> put him in? Put him in. I don't give a damn. No, I love it. I love LSU. Uh, full game, half game. Don't cut it up. Uh, Georgia ain't going to score with them. Uh, and I think they're going to jump out quick. Georgia doesn't have anybody to score points. For a full game, much less a half, I think LSU's going to come out, try to get that one spot, punch Georgia in the mouth, and yeah, I, I, I think that three and a half first half is probably what it's going to be. Because I would, 
I think you're right. I, I don't like LSU seven full game would scare me. Yeah. Um, and the, but I think the, the truth, the, the over under scares me too. I because think be, what Georgia offense shows up. They don't. They don't at all. Then maybe unders the play. But then. But LSU is, could cover it themselves. Is this a route bet? What you're expecting? It could. could be a blowout. It could route. be a blowout. Wow. Who's, who's scoring for Georgia? You got the whole backfield banged up. You have Pickens out the first half. Sure, he comes back the second half. No, they, he, they, he doesn't have – Fromm no. doesn't have anybody to throw, throw the ball to. He doesn't. Yeah, maybe we're doing LSU again. I think we could get Joe Burrow the feather into the cap of uh, yep. one of the insane stories, whereas a, uh, a true freshman, he was sharing a quarterback room with Barrett, Jones, Braxton Miller. Yeah. Who would have thought? And he's best friends with the bear, too. Oh, yeah. With um, with the small bear or the big bear? Big bear. He's back with Joey. Joey. He's, yeah. Yeah. Athens, Ohio's finest. I see. I think he got all the raging out of his system at a young age, and he's just ready to go. Mm-hmm. But, man, so that's it then. We got our playoff picture. We like Utah over Oklahoma, barring some uh, some unforeseen scores. So in Utah's game. in. Put Utah in. Would you have liked? Would you have liked an eighteen playoff this year? Yes. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Even if that would have put Florida in. No, I don't think you put Florida in. I just. I think. I think you. I think you go. I think you go playoff. Memphis or Boise State. So the they get spot. in. So okay. I mean, the bigger question is, do we? And this is a good note to end on. Whether it's eight or six. How do we format a structure? I think the bigger issue isn't necessarily expanding the field. It's figuring out a system that's either going to value or eliminate conference championship games. You eliminate them. They're gone. gone. You have to actually win your conference. Yep. you got to win your conference. You have to have the same amount of conference games. If we did – so I would say – I would say that I would I like four. I think it's great. I think especially in years like this where we're, we're really struggling to find a fourth team, it's kind of nice to have the exclusiveness. I like Bama. I mean, we both hate Bama, obviously. I don't like him. But I like having Bama LSU, and you're like, oh, crap, like this puts them on the eight ball, you know, mm-hmm. whereas Bama, you know, or teams like that could afford to lose more often and maybe treat the game as such. Six would be a fine number for me if we just set up some clear-cut ground rules. We're talking every conference champion gets in, no questions asked, get rid of conference uh, title games. And then do we do one at large versus a, a power six or a power five? I think you go I think you go uh, the best the best eight teams. Do we have a modifier? Okay, so it does, so conferences don't mean anything. Yeah. So hmm. Well with with it with a, with an at large with, I'm, with, just, I'm just thinking of a scenario where you have. Well, like well, you got You got to have. You got to have. You got to have the 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 eight seed at, be the Memphis, be the okay. the top, the Boise State. So you're essentially giving the one a buy. Okay, so they get a buy. Essentially, they're not rusty. Right. So it's, it's fun to think about this. But stuff. you wipe out. You wipe out the. You wipe out the conference title game. But the 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 key with that is you have to have every conference play the same amount of conference. Yeah, games. and that's another issue. So that's why I think. Four is a solid number for now, and I'm not a, I'm not against expansion, but we can't just be like, all right, six, and have the same process. It'll be way no. worse. It'll I think you go eight over six. Even if you do eight, you got to figure out a, a set ground rule here where we're not, because we'll have the same crap talked about, teams like Memphis getting left out of the playoff, mm-hmm. you know, conference schedules becoming a big deal as well. Tough to think, but yep. Sully. You put heavy emphasis on strength of schedule and um, – 
and that 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 leaves people the the people that say that it's going to take away from the regular season you put a heavy emphasis on strength of schedule so you're going to go out and schedule big dogs that's that's the key too like my biggest my biggest worry is diluting the product even more than it already is that's the thing too i mean that's why i like the regular season where it's chaos every week where they mm-hmm. have these teams lose and it could cost them their season right Sully, this is fun. Let's go great. out on a bang and then get bowl season. So we're not really done yet. No, we're not. We're far like from the, done. This is the last like, Only slate. Only just begun. Got my hand back, Happy. <laughs> <laughs> happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh. Sean Sullivan, Money Mitch Effect. Thanks for coming on. All right, that's it for today's show. Big thanks again to Sean Sullivan. And Ian Dunn for coming on, being guests on today's show. A reminder, you can catch every episode of The Money Mitch Effect on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Just search Money Mitch Effect and it pops right up. Leave a rating, review, subscribe there. Tell a friend because friends don't let friends miss any episode of this show. Big thanks again to everyone out there listening. A couple hockey shoutouts I want to just say. John Carlson is an American board defenseman for the Capitals and he looks like he's going to be the odds on favorite for the Norris Trophy. Only two American defensemen have won that award before so big props to him and uh, some interesting notes as well. Babcock's out of Toronto. The Maple Leafs are sputtering. The Devils fired their coach. We're in football firing coaching season but we're also already in hockey coaching firing season as well. I'm sure the NBA will have something to say about that but one more week of college football, NFL push here. Got the Bulls in college coming up, the title game, the playoff, hockey, basketball. And then before you know it, the Australian Open in January. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Mitch Michaels. This was the Money Mitch Effect. And until next time, keep enjoying sports.